When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Thanks to Dave McMiniman for joining us there a moment ago. What do you got, Lindsay? McMiniman. <laughs> well, in a first-of-its-kind alternate presentation, the Week 4 NFL game between the Falcons and the Jaguars will take place entirely in Andy's room from Toy Story. The entire game, I love it. as well as the announcers, graphics, scoreboard, and more, will take on the Toy Story theme. 12-year-old Pepper Pursley, ESPN's KidCast reporter, will join former NFL players Drew Carter and Booger McFarland in the commentary booth, all fully animated, which sounds really cool. Um, the presentation Well, is- Drew Carter is a play-by-play guy, just so you know. Yeah, him and, uh, him and Booger are going to be, you know, doing Booger's it. the analyst. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And She'll be-, be in there with him. She's the... It's very similar to what we see with Nickelodeon, but this will be completely animated, which will be cool. Yes. I don't get it. So the presentation is made possible through state-of-the-art tracking technology and and NFL's next-gen player tracking data and beyond sports. It's a fun alternative for fans of all ages, and it will provide demonstrations, how-tos, and trivia for fans to learn the game of football. So basically, Cappy, they're going to simulcast this game as if it's just Toy Story characters. So, I mean, it sounds really interesting. And where can I watch this on Sunday morning? On Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. Wait, Disney yeah, Plus? Yeah, ESPN yes. Plus is going to ha- have the game, the regular game, with mm-hmm. Chris Fowler and those guys, and also have this alternative broadcast And um, yes. that's and, going to be animated like Toy Story. And, and it'll so, also be on D- Disney Plus as well. Okay, but I have a question. So, oh, right, there you go. While the game is going on, somebody has made up a, a, a decision that Trevor Lawrence, for example, is going to be Woody. I'm just making this up. And are you telling me that as the game is going on, there's somehow... The, the characters from Toy Story will play the players of the game? Is that... So no, they, no, no. They're going to be... An, the players will be animated like a Pixar character. Not necessarily... They will not necessarily be Toy Story characters. The Toy Story characters may be involved in the broadcast in some way, shape, or form. But they made but them under... Oh. oh. But I believe that the players will all be animated. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like in live time, they're going to be making the game look like to- the Toy Story character... Like the Toy Story movie. Correct. Oh, correct. I mean, I, I got to say, so like um, for little kids, that'll be cool. Yeah, but I'm curious, too. Aren't you? I mean, I'm super curious. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I won't watch the game this way. And the the reality is, is that I probably won't wake up at six o'clock in the morning to watch, you know, a football game in London. But I got to say that. So you're not. I mean, cool. you're probably going to watch some of it, right? Because, I mean, it's going to be on until nine thirty. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, presuming I mean, I will. I'll be up. Right. Will this only be on? Depends ESPN? on if Rachel will want to watch it. Well, right, but will this be on ESPN regular? It's only on ESPN Plus. Correct. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Which you have. Hold on. You do have ESPN Plus. Do you know your login though? 
Oh, so it's not on my cable. Again, ESPN Plus is a streaming service. Oh, damn it. Hold on, let me check my phone. I know I have it. Come on, I have to. You definitely have 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 it. it. Yeah, you definitely have it. We've had this conversation before. Okay, ESPN and ESPN. Oh, ESPN Plus. I don't know, man. I don't know if I have it. Yeah, I think I do. I think I have it. Okay, that is what you need to know, by the way. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So I'm going to at least give it a shot and watch it for a little while. And I'm sure I'm going to turn it on when I know my kids are up because I'm sure they will be fascinated by it. Yeah. Guys, also, just really quick, John Chin, who's about to leave the studio, it's his last day because he retired. John Chin, congratulations on an amazing career. Um, Thank you for always being so helpful for us. Uh, you have been the backbone of this place for a very long time, and I mean that sincerely because without you, a lot of the stuff that uh, we need to get done around here doesn't get done. You are a pillar, my man. Thank you so much. George, you know what? Scott, pretty amazing. thank you so much for the good words. Really appreciate it. Yeah, John, I heard you, you earlier it, today. I heard John with uh, Travis and Slee earlier today, <laughs> and uh, Slee was kind of giving it to you. He said, for the last 14 years, you've been busting his chops about all of his bad teams. Well, you come from you're a San Diego Charger fan, and you know I get that. But he's he's he is the Laker guy, and he's like he's the Dodgers. And me coming from the East Coast, I'm spoiled with you know the Red Sox winning a couple of championships, the Patriots obviously with their right, six. Right, Celtic. Right, okay, okay, guys. All right, all right, all right. This is a LA sports. Wow, look at John, that. Many, yeah, I mean, John, you were you... doing so well, but so yeah. well, John. How many times have you done the LA Marathon? Uh, Thirty-eight years, and next year, next uh, St. Patrick's Day will be the 39th edition of the race what's the fastest you've ever done that race three hours and 30 minutes wow and what's your would you say you have an average over 38 years oh my god you know obviously father's father time has been really nipping at my coattails i've been getting progressively what would you do last year oh just a little you know four hour four and a half hours okay you see george you see what's happening right here i'm getting slow john's becoming very uncomfortable because people who are into endurance sports they'll tell you their personal best but then if you ask him, like, how to go last year, and if it wasn't as good, you notice how, you see how he's trying to avoid the answer here? Yeah, John, I mean, there's no, hold on. no shame. John, just so people know, how old are you, John? Uh, 65 and a half. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, you're 65. You're right. running a marathon in four and a half hours. That's right. insane. It's incredible, dude. Incredible. Yeah, how much do you run every day? Uh, right now, it's five days a week. So and as of uh, Monday morning, when I wake up, it'll be seven days a week. Okay, and how many miles How many miles in a week? Uh, well, let's see. Usually, I'm trying to get 50 miles a week, about you know 200 miles a month. Wow, so if you do five runs a week, you're going to do 10 miles per run? No, probably a little over six. It'll vary because the longest the Saturday runs up to 20 milers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah man. Well, what the heck? I mean, I Well, listen, like- buddy, and enjoy retirement, you, okay? Guys. Retirement? Are because you kidding you've me? Because you've been retirement. awesome. We will, we will miss you, um, but enjoy the running. Enjoy retirement. Do whatever the hell you want to do, man. Thanks, George. Are you Thanks, really God. retiring? Don't let Sliwa bust your, bust your chops anymore. Yeah, are exactly. you really, really let, retiring? Let I, go am, to I am retiring. Why not? Like, no work. You're not going to work at all. No, I'm th- I think I'm done. I've been, I've been working since I was in fifth grade. You're 65 years old. Retired. Don't listen to this <laughs> dummy. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I got nothing but respect for you, homeboy. Thanks, Scott. Seriously, I appreciate I the good mean, words. To retire. Sure. I think he's just notion, jealous. The notion of retirement. He not is even, jealous. That's what I am jealous. He wants to retire at 53. That's oh, the problem. Oh, I would love to. But I mean, but even if I project out to 65, I'm like, I don't see it. And it's not because I don't want to. It's because I just don't see it in, in... Well, you also, you know, you have, um, you know... Other responsibilities that yeah, you still deal with. Yeah, four kids, ex-wife, you know, the whole deal. But yeah, hey, if you get lucky and sell sided, you know. Yeah, that, yeah that, I don't know that that'll just be, well, I guess maybe a little John, bit. John, you want to buy sided from Cappy? John, you want to jump in on this thing, man? You want to invest some money? 
Let's talk. Let's talk off air. Come on, John. There you let's go, go Cappy. Let's get some of that four hundred one k sent over my way, buddy. Oh, stop. There you go, guys. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Love you. <laughs> Thank Love you, too, John. Buddy. Love you too, buddy. Congratulations. <laughs> Retirement, great George. Retirement, man. That's awesome. Good for him, man. No, it's great. It really yeah. is. I always ask people I mean, that you... though. I do. Yeah. I, when people retire from something, I always ask them like, like, are you really, 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 really retired? Like you're not doing anything? Because it always fascinates me. Um, because I don't see retirement as part of my future. You know? I mean, you wouldn't want to just like do nothing and travel for a little bit? No, I would. But I think if you have a career and you work for a company, and let's say you work for a company for 30 years, right? Let's say you're a cop or a yeah. firefighter or a teacher, mm-hmm. and you work for a company or you know, whatever for 30 years, and you have it all planned out. You know, hey, yeah. at this point, I'm going to get this amount of money. I'm going to have this kind of health insurance. And, uh, and I can live on that. You know, like yeah. for me, I, I just I don't have like a 30 year working for the same company, you know, 401k that, you know, I'm ready to retire in a year or two. I just don't have. Well, that. Lindsay says that I've got the uh, some sort of t- Disney 10 year thing uh, in her office. right? Yeah, now. you've got yeah. like a plaque of one of your yet. awards that they sent you, the service award. Yeah. They send you something for being at ESPN for 10 years. Yeah, they do for yeah. one year, five year, 10 year and 20 years. I got one of those. Yeah. What'd, you got? what'd you got? It's like a plaque. Really? Yeah. What'd you get at one year? You get a pin at one year. Yeah, you get like a you pin get a or something. Pin. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's in a drawer somewhere. And then five year, you get like a different pin. Yeah, it's like a. Little... Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I proudly display my circle of trust pin, but I don't know where my Disney pin is. Did you ever go yeah. pick it up? Because you actually had to physically oh. go and pick it oh, up. So then I'm the answer is more. They have yeah. to send it. Yeah, yeah. no, I didn't do it. But you COVID also didn't have an email until yeah. ten minutes ago. So that's true, that. and I still never used it. You know, it's so funny. People, former Disney employees, they sell that stuff on eBay. Come on. Like How their much? awards and stuff, yeah. How much? How much can you get for a pin? Like 100 bucks or something, like 50 really? bucks. What? Yeah, Yeah. seriously, seriously. That's crazy. Like Disney fanatics want the, want, want the, you know, those things. Well, it's kind of like when you're a ball player and like 30 years later you're selling your championship ring. I wonder if John Shin's going to have something up on eBay in the next couple of days. <laughs> Stop. He's going to sell his I pin. Mean, you, 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 I mean, i got to be careful. Cappy may sell my plaque. Oh, yeah, dude, I if I would have known that's what it, it was, yeah. if A, if I would have known what it was, and B, if I would have known how valuable it was, I'd have taken that thing. Seriously, George. Taking that right out. Um, but yeah, Cappy, I, I'm not doing this forever. I guess you know. I've, I've told you this before, but I, I guess I just look back at some of my some of the guys I was close to, and I think about yeah. a guy like Dick Emberg, and he was 81 yeah. years old, and he wasn't really retired. You know, he just right. wasn't doing baseball games or basketball games or football games. How about this? My boy Jim Lampley is 74. He's back. I saw and this that. week he's doing this this thing uh, at ringside during the Canelo fight. So he's yeah. back because, you know, it's his passion. Right, but, but boxing is, is, is very infrequent. So that's, you know, well, I mean, I get it. But, he hasn't done a boxing yeah. match in like four or five years since HBO I know. kind of went off. Went but, down, right. They stopped been, doing boxing, right. But yeah. he's been teaching at his, um, his alma mater, the University of North Carolina. So even yeah. that is mm-hmm. kind of like what he's doing next in life, you know? Right, yeah. People yeah, who retire, I, um, I, I have so much um, respect. For I him. will retire. I will retire. I mean, there will be a time that that's happening. I'm, it'll come in stages. Like I told you, I, I'll give you 10 years. I'll, t- I'll give you 10 good years on this show. Right. I mean, that's that's the decision. And then after that, that I mean, we're already two in. So, right. like, you got eight more. Right. We said 10 year. We said this is a 10-year run. Yeah. A 10-year dominant run. That's what we said we were going to do. And then that's it. And we're two and years it's over. in. Okay. Right. We're two years in. We got eight more years. So, 2031 is the farewell. We're letting everybody know. 2031. I'm just kind of doing the math here where I'm going to be. The what tour. Be doing. Yeah, yeah. Farewell tour. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Lindsay, what was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that little, sounds about right. What was it? It was uh, was it Miguel Cabrera that got a uh, going away present 
a yes. rocking chair. The, yeah. One no, of the teams. He he got a he got a bottle of Camus from the Oakland A's. Yeah, right. And oh yeah. Everybody was all upset because I guess he's a recovering alcoholic, and they're like, "Come on!" Oh, he is right. That's yeah. yeah that's and a terrible how do you, idea. How do you you got to know KYP. Know your right. personnel. And you're there. so and you're so cheap because all he gave him was one bottle of Camus. One bottle. Like I mean, you know, select. I mean, geez. it wasn't a Magnum. I mean, come it on. is. I mean, lame listen, we were, and it was a cheap one. When we went to dinner in uh, in Denver during the uh, Western Conference Finals, Michael ordered like five of those bottles for us at dinner. Wow, he's paying the restaurant prices. Damn. Yeah. Of course. Michael paid for the whole that. dinner. Yeah. Michael paid for the whole dinner. Wait, what'd you say, Lindsay? Of course you'd think of that. Well, of course, because listen, yeah. if you take look, you take a bottle. It's like of Camus, three times the price. Right. Yeah, you take yeah. a bottle. It's like two hundred dollars a bottle. Go into Easily. a wine store. Hundred dollars. Let's just give it, and then you go into it's a restaurant. Seventy-five bucks, probably. Right. Yeah. Go into a restaurant. Three hundred fifty dollars. Especially a nice restaurant, like a steak restaurant, which I'm sure you guys were at a nice place. We were um, at a nice place in Denver. Yeah, they yeah. jack up the wine bottle by, you know, three, four times. That's how they make their money. Michael Michael paid for me. It was me, Ireland, Trudell, Sliwa. Remember, into the into the dinner, we made a big deal of that. Yeah. Um, Sliwa got the invite. Uh, Brad Turner from the LA Times. McMiniman. McMiniman. And... And who else? I don't know. Sounds like a nice sure dinner. Sounds like a sounds like about a four or five thousand dollar dinner, really. It might have been. Yeah. I mean, I Michael can afford it. Yeah. Well, you know? that's I mean, if and if Michael can't, Clay certainly can. Hey, fifteen hundred dollars worth of Camus at that dinner is what it sounds like to me. <laughs> at a minimum, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Cappy, let's get into the Chargers Raiders. This is your fi- this is your week, bro. Oh yeah. This is my game right here. My Raiders. Right. That's what I'm saying. And Dave Roberts. We're going to have Blake Harris, our Dodger insider, today because yesterday we were on remote. He's going to join us at 545 after Radio Tinder. But Dave Roberts doing something that Cappy's going to love. You and Dave Roberts have been boys forever, and now you're really going to want to bring it in with him. We'll give you all that stuff coming up next. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. It is true. I do love Andrew Dice Clay. I do love him. I love this song. I know. It's a great song. Way more than I love Andrew Dice Clay. I love Dice's resurgence, though. Always knew I'd make it. I never had a doubt. Life's like sex, baby. Ow! Have you seen that Dice was recently at uh, the Comedy Store on Sunset? Had a big old reunion uh, I did show. Not, no. Yeah. Well, you don't follow Dice, probably. I followed Dice. Yeah, not really. You don't follow Dice? I mean, no. I liked him back in the '90s or whatever. Oh, dude. How about 1987? The Dice Man Cometh, one of the all-time great stand-ups. I mean, you couldn't get away with saying that stuff now, but it was great back then. 
Yeah. Seriously. Dice is back, man. I don't know. There's like this weird dice resurgence, 66 years old. Way to go, dice. Yeah. Resurgent dice. Yep, that's right. Uh, Cappy, this is your, speaking of resurgent, this is your chance to surge against the Chargers. All right? <laughs> this, is, this is your moment, Cappy. The Raiders, I mean, there's not, a, if, if the Chargers find a way to lose this game, this is the one that stings the most, correct? Oh, big time. But here's the thing. You might look at this game and think on the surface, this is, this is a game the Chargers should win, don't you think? Yeah, but they don't win anything close, so uh, or and they don't blow anyone out. So I the it's interesting because the Raiders may or may not have Garoppolo. Although um, although the report has been that he's while in concussion protocol, he has practiced. Practiced, yeah, but he's got to get out first. Yeah, but I mean the the likelihood of practicing this late in the week if you're not going to play is probably you probably wouldn't be practicing if you weren't going to play. Mm-hmm. Just be a guess. I mean so. Okay. I I'm mean, take, but it I'm, is, put it this way. I'm going to take my risk that Garoppolo is going to play. And by the way, I'm not even sure that's the best thing for the Raiders. Yeah. So here's the thing about this, this series. Tell me the thing. In the last four games that these two teams have played, they're two and two. Mm. And, and I would argue that the Chargers have been the better team all four games. Mm. Certainly the better roster. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to play this game and the Chargers are five-point favorites, George, mm-hmm. who do you think has the better quarterback of the two teams? Herbert. Okay, so the Chargers have the better quarterback. Yeah. Overall roster, top to bottom, who do you think has got the better roster? Chargers or Raiders? I think the Chargers do, yeah. Okay. Who do you think has got the better coach between the Chargers and the Raiders? That one's a toss-up to me, to be honest with you. Totally, right? I mean, you know, yesterday DeMarco's, you know, bragging about Brandon Staley, but that's what happens when football guys work with other football guys. Oh, look at you saying DeMarco has a bias. Well, yeah, of course he does. He pretty much admitted that. You know, he wow. said, hey, look, I've been in the building you with the guy. You are dismissing DeMarco, double Ding him. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's, it is, is it a double D? Is it a double dismissal? It is a double dismissal. Look, it's the same way everybody in football does things, man. You know, it's like Troy Aikman, any person that ever worked with him or coached with him or was part of the Cowboys, I mean, they can do no wrong. That's just the way it is. You, you cover for By the way, people. Can I interrupt you for a second? So I'm watching this um, Louisville uh, watching. NC, NC State game. Yeah, I'm watching. On, on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, Louisville just turned the ball over. They had some mm-hmm. sort of interception Threw or something. Threw an interception. Threw right yeah. to the guy. And NC State has, I didn't know what it was at first. It's this red thing yeah and it look it, it i i know what it is now what is, it looks like a dog bone to me what is it it's a dog bone yes yeah. but i would say for a second i'm like i didn't oh george i had a happy moment that, like i thought you, is that some sort of phallic symbol somebody threw out there or what, what is that <laughs> they get that at the adult store like what is that right like, and it was a bone when i saw the second side i was like i thought it was just because you know fans are crazy they'll throw stuff on the field you know what right. i mean so R- i thought i dice. didn't know that was like a an actual thing but it's a bone yes it scared got me a bone of her own ow shout no. out to dice no 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 shout yeah. out to dice anyway so they got their turnover bone that's their thing apparently yeah so back to the every Chargers dog Raiders. needs a bone including that's a right. wolf but anyway that's go right. ahead cappy uh, back to the Chargers raiders look the chargers i would argue have the better quarterback. I would argue they have the better they have the better roster top to bottom. They got a couple of things the Chargers do happening along their offensive line. 
Um, the Raiders have a lot of problems because their their best overall player is complaining publicly about not having the time to hang around in a non-winning culture. I mean, I really think that the Raiders come into this game a giant mess. And the Chargers, believe it or not, are probably feeling better about themselves than they should be because they won a game last week, and winning makes you feel better. But come on, when you watch the film, you realize how unbelievably lucky they were to win this game. I think the Raiders, in front of their home crowd this Sunday at SoFi, can win this game. I don't know why. I don't know why I feel that way (laughs) other than just looking at... Wait, you were sitting there... Like accusing Demarco of having a bias, and you're gonna not, and you're gonna say I don't know why I think the Raiders can beat the Chargers, right? Because they're because everything points to the Chargers winning the game, right? But you but you said you don't know why. I know why. Oh, because of my bias, of course. Yeah, I've got a double D too. Yeah, yeah, oh, I got a big bias. I mean, I want the Chargers to lose. I want the Raiders to win because a Raiders victory over the Chargers at SoFi in front yeah. of a blacked out facility. Um, that will hurt the Chargers bad, real yeah. bad. By the way, we should cut up Cappy saying I have a double D too. It's true. But I will just say um, the, all the information in the game points to the Chargers winning the game. Yeah. But in the last four games, these two teams are 2-2, two and two, and the Chargers have found creative ways to lose games against the Raiders. I mean, that's I, dating back through the history of this this. Uh, yeah, this I, I, um, I like the Chargers, man. I like him in this one. I do. Yeah. I think that this is this is one of those moments where they can just kind of say to everybody, "All right, let's let's quiet the noise a little bit." Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if beating the Raiders is going to do that, but I know that if losing to the Raiders, it will make the noise. Oh, real, that's real, what real I'm real saying. Loud. It will escalate the noise in a way that will be completely unbearable. Come on, Raiders! Come on, Raiders! Where, where are the Raider fans? Are they coming in from Oakland? Are they coming in from Vegas? Or are they all Southern California-based oh, Raider fans? I imagine the majority of them are Southern California-based. Uh, Going to be a Raider takeover on Sunday at SoFi. Yeah. No yeah, surprise. You don't think that that will be the case? Yeah, of course it'll be the case. I mean, haven't you ever, like, I mean, you saw last year, even when the Rams played them. Listen. Uh, Raider fans, do what you have to do because you need to be a part of this. You probably don't have the team. You probably don't have the quarterback or the coach or roster top to bottom, but maybe you could create a home field advantage for the Raiders. What a disaster hiring Josh McDaniels, right? I guess I could argue that hiring Brandon Staley was also a disaster. I mean, but at least he's a rookie coach. Like, you saw this with McDaniels already once. Well, Mark Davis is not exactly uh, the greatest owner on the planet, you know? Um, he gets a lot of credit, and rightly so, for moving the Raiders to Vegas. And I say credit because they were completely desperate and totally broke. So they needed to find someplace, and they found Las Vegas, and they got Bank of America and the state of Nevada to build them a stadium. So Mark did win that battle, but in terms of him being a great sports owner, hasn't really proven that yet. He's kind of the uh, Josh McDaniels of owners. So you're saying they're kindred spirits. I'm saying that uh, Mark Davis is not a very good owner. I mean, listen, JT will come on and tell you all the wonderful things that Mark Davis does to take care of the history of the Raiders. And he does. But but in terms of hiring the right coach, in terms of wins and losses, Mark Davis doesn't exactly come off looking like a great owner. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I am. that's the game I am most... I know everyone's going to think, oh, you want to watch the Dolphins-Bills, which, to your point earlier, which we'll get to later... Yes, that is a game that I think will be circled on a lot of people's calendars because 
Uh, you're talking about two of the best teams in the AFC. You're talking about two high-powered offenses. Division it's going to be a video game. It's going right. to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But just for pure, like, talk show silliness and <laughs> nonsense and goofiness and just in insanity, that the game I'm definitely most interested in is Char- Chargers-Raiders. It's not no even doubt. close to me. No doubt. I'm looking for Max Crosby, who I know he's listed as questionable, but I'm looking for Max Crosby to have a big game against that Charger offensive line. Well, we'll see. We'll get further into that during our picks against the spread uh, at 6.15. But Blake Harris Harris is going to join us, our Dodger insider, at 5.45. Radio Tinder, award-winning Radio Tinder, is up next, Cappy. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I think, Lindsay, um, I think this is interesting because I just told you guys the other day I started rewatching uh, Cheers from the beginning on Hulu. Um, and I feel like Cheers would definitely serve Tequila Mandala in 2023. Like Sam Malone would make sure Tequila Mandala was in there. Does Cheers hold up? <laughs> does, does it hold up all these years later? It was still funny. Like, yeah. I mean, it's basically about relate people's relationships. You know what I mean? Like, it, so I don't see like, well, how it did. I mean, I only saw an episode and a half, so but it seemed fairly relatable still. Hey, George, I got to tell you something, man. I need to lodge a complaint really quickly. What's that? In the circle of trust, mm-hmm. you know, they heard Hilarious. the whole. They heard the whole <laughs> thing about the double D's. Yeah, and then somebody decided now. To take that Kevin James meme that's going around. Right, and uh, and add some um, some breasts to it. Some giant boobies, right? And then they put my face on it. Cappy, they did that earlier before you even said that. And mm-hmm. then someone just said, oh, that's what Someone Cappy just added your face yeah. now. Yeah. And now your face is added. It's hilarious. I don't know, man. I look pretty hot in What this is the Kevin James thing? Like, I missed I that. What, Nobody, what happened? It's, there's, there's no rhyme or reason. No. Like most things, it's just somebody posted it and then it picked up steam on social media. Now everybody's... Using that photo and making a meme out of every yeah. single little thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Right. I don't know, Take man, that's hot. Thanks, Sedano. All right, so Meta is bringing an AI-powered chatbot dubbed Meta AI with over two dozen personalities to all three of its platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. There will be more than 28 characters available at launch, each played by different celebrities having their own unique interests and personalities. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg made the announcement at MetaConnect yesterday, and he said that the company's virtual assistant is not just limited to answering queries. The move is said to be Meta's attempt to connect and interact with the younger audience. A number of the famous personalities 
that will be voicing these chatbots are Snoop Dogg, Kendall Jenner, Tom Brady, and Paris Hilton, among others. Uh, do you see yourself utilizing AI chatbots anytime soon? Swipe left or swipe right, George? I don't know about soon, but I, I am curious about it. So I, I will do some investigating, is what I would say. So can I just say that I don't really know what chatbot really, really means? So like to, so I'm not sure if I'll use it or not. What is a chatbot? So it's it's when you use AI, these different chatbots, like ChatGPT is a chatbot, where you ask it a question and mm -hmm. then it responds to you with an answer. Oh. And right now they only respond like these personality-based chatbots mm -hmm. only respond in text at least the, the ones that Meta is launching. Mm -hmm. However, by he said by the end of, or within the next year, they'll be able to respond to you with their voices. Mm -hmm. So basically, you could be like, um, tell the AI chatbot that's like, you know, the one that's per Tom Brady's, whatever his personality is, and be like, um, you could say, tell me a story about the Sedano and Cap show. And then instead of writing it all out in a text, they'll talk it back to you in Tom Brady's voice. Yeah, Um Wow. I know. Uh, I met this kid the other night. I don't know if I told you guys this. I met this young man. And um, have you ever seen the, the show on HBO, Silicon Valley? George, you ever see that? Yeah. I mean, not a ton, but I okay. did watch it a few anyway, times. Anyway, long story short, the show is about these young kids who live in like an incubator house in the Bay Area. And, uh, and I met this kid the other day who lives in one of these incubator houses. And he sent me, uh, a, he put together like a chat of me with my voice he's like dude i just did this in five minutes he's like you could do an entire show and no one wouldn't even know that it was you and i'm like no i mean i heard it and the inflection's okay the voice sounds exactly the same i i think the words are the same but i can tell it's not a real human now maybe it's just me i should play this for you and see yeah what you do think. it i want to yeah, hear what it sounds it. like yeah all right i'll do it what are you trying to like just skip out on the show and just play your chat bot the whole time i mean that's what he was saying to me he's like dude you could you could put this on the radio and no one would know. I'm well, like, now, yes, people would know. Now we know because you people told us. You told us the secret. Yeah. I'll have to send you guys this. You guys got to hear this. Maybe I'll just air it on. Maybe we should play it on the air. We'll Go play ahead. it. Well, like, it's on my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever, Email right. it to me on the break. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't no. know. Come on. Come on. We got to play it on the air. Yeah, why not? You already teased it. <laughs> wow, Laura doing this Adonis. Wow, song. Laura. That's a serious sigh. I mean, it's Friday. It is Friday. It is Friday. That's true. Your girl washed her hair? No, I didn't. Not oh. today. Girl didn't wash her hair. No. I mean, two right. days of different hairdos. I'm surprised. What's next? All right, so Tom Brady is no longer playing football on primetime TV, but his story might be coming to your screen sometime soon. A Ugh. limited series about the retired NFL stars in the works based on the 2018 nonfiction book 12, The Inside Story of Tom Brady's Fight for Redemption. <laughs> Brady is not involved in the series as the screenwriters, quote, wanted the freedom to tell the story without a filter. Oh. So instead of having you swipe, I'd Picking like to my know. my interest all of a sudden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to know, who do you think should play Tom Brady in his biopic? Oh, Tom Brady. It'd have to be like, um, I mean, tall and thin, right? What's that good-looking guy, Ryan something or other Gosling? with the soccer team? Yeah, him. Is that, is that, is he the guy with the soccer short. team? Gosselin's too well, short? it doesn't really matter. Like he, you know, I mean, in the he's six feet tall, but in the movie they can make him a little taller. You know what I mean? Well, you just hire a bunch of shorter actors. He's too hot to play him. Ryan Gosling's too hot to play Tom Brady. Yeah. So wait, Tom Brady's not as hot as Ryan Gosling. Yep. Bingo. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that part gotcha. felt fairly obvious. No? no, I just didn't. I I think Tom Brady's hot. 
I'm with you. I think he is too. I think, I think Tom Brady is sports hot. He's, I, yeah, but he's not Ryan Gosling hot. I think he's hotter. I feel like he might be hotter than Ryan oh, Gosling. No. I don't know. I feel like he is. I feel like Tom, like, wouldn't, um, I mean, Brad Pitt, like, wouldn't that work? Oh, he's also No, Tom, hot. Brad Pitt's too old. Yeah, but they he, de-aged them now. Look what they did to, uh, what's his name, Harrison Ford in oh, yeah, Indiana Jones. Know, By the I way, I, I remember Ryan Gosling. Like, the first time I remember seeing him was in, um, what was that movie that Denzel Washington was the coach? It was a high school team. Uh, remember the right. Titans. Remember, Titans. remember the Titans. Yeah. yeah, he was the wide receiver that couldn't that they had to take off the field. Why couldn't he? And his he dad got all mad at at, Den, at coach Denzel Washington. And, oh, really? Yeah. Do you I remember that movie or no? No. Yeah, that was the first time I really noticed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since then, you've noticed him a lot more. Well, I mean, he's been in a lot more stuff since, but I think that yeah, that was like twenty three years ago. Okay, doing a little scouting back then, huh? Well, I just remember I'm like, oh, it's a nice young kid. <laughs> scouting, Captain? Yeah, doing some some film scouting. Well, and then he did. Uh, well, he did that movie that all the girls love. After a couple Which years one? later, what was Notebook? that? Um, Notebook. The Notebook. Notebook. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I will say the Barbie movie though. He came out to. It made him feel weird for me now, but he yeah. is still hot. Um, but a Tom Brady actor, I don't know. I think Gosling is fine. I don't know. Whatever. Jake Gyllenhaal. How about that? Oh, there you go. Ooh, Jake Gyllenhaal is a good there's, one. Yeah, there's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. I may yeah. have been thinking Jake Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal and said Ryan Gosling, which is the see. guy with the soccer team, which is the guy who's gotten like super Gyllenhaal rich. Gyllenhaal is the one with the soccer team. Yeah, yeah that's the guy. The guy, And who, he's 42, so he's age appropriate. Yeah, he's right on. But also only six feet tall. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Brady's too tall for that. But, you know, nowadays I feel like, dang, they can really, they can totally change your appearance and height and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, that they can just shoot at different yeah. angles. There's yeah. a lot of things they can yeah. do. But, yeah. So there you go. Jill and Hall is fine. Yeah. All right. What's next, Lynn? All right. So a woman on Reddit had an uncomfortable experience finding out that her husband had a colleague who referred to herself as his work wife. Oh. In the Am I the A-hole Reddit, the woman said that, uh, her husband informed her that not only does she refer to him as this, but that he would be sharing the same hotel room as his close female colleague during a work trip. She went on to explain how, despite the fact that she trusts him with her life, it made her deeply uncomfortable when he informed her of this, and it kind of made her blood boil. She wants to know if she is the a-hole for telling him that she's not okay with this. So is she the a-hole? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? I'm going to say she's not. I actually don't love this whole work-wife thing, you know? And I've heard it a million times. It's like, oh, no, 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 I'm just his work-wife. Yeah, um, I don't know, maybe I'm uptight about this kind of stuff, but I can understand where she doesn't like it. How do you how do you think that Rachel would feel if you referred to someone as your work wife? I mean, she, I'm your work-wife. Yes, yeah. and I don't think she would have a problem with that because I think she really thinks George is hot. So... <laughs> I feel like she would handle it, but I, but I could understand where somebody might not like it. I kind of, I kind of feel like I could get that. Now maybe you're being a little uptight. Hey, look, we work close together. We have like a relationship at work. She's my work wife. But I could understand where somebody might not love that. Yeah, it um, really bother me. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, how I, would Kelly respond? I don't know. I don't think it would be an issue. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, I talk to Lindsay almost as much as I talk to my wife every day because of the show. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I've never referred to as my work wife, but my wife knows well, I got to talk to Lindsay every how day. How would you guys feel if, care. if your significant others had a work husband? Would that make you feel weird? My wife has had a uh, a gay work husband. No, no, no. So that's, that's okay because yeah, he's gay? Yeah, I feel like that's different. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, they always talk because they work together. So I don't, I don't know. Like, that's... 
That's always been the case. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't have an issue with it. She works with a lot of people. But would it be different? Because it's one thing, like you said, he was gay. So I think it's a little different, too. If they don't call each other that and they just talk, like you don't call Lindsay your work wife. You know? No, you I just, don't. Exactly. Yeah. But, but what if they do? But I I, it sounds like this lady would have an issue with even them communicating, let alone uh, just being called the work wife. Well, wait, George, you know? let me ask you something. Do you have any kind of special cutesy nickname for Lindsay Baseball outside of Lindsay Baseball? <laughs> do you call her like Lindsay Poo or anything like that? <laughs> I mean, I just, sometimes just Lindsay. Maybe that's about it. Lens, how dare you? That's Lindsay so work wifey. <laughs> Not Lindsay I mean, Poo, no. Morales calls me crossbow. So crossbow. Oh yeah, he's that's, always called me crossbow. That's fascinating. Yeah, because I had um, a crossbow. Yeah, I know. I remember the story. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, so no, I yeah, there's no Lindsay Poo, just Lind. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, who are you talking Yoman. to, George? I got Lindsay Poo on the line here, my work wife, babe. <laughs> Yeah. Got my work wife on the line here, babe. <laughs> By the way, uh, Nick Yovan in the Circle of Trust uh, has deal. tweeted, Ryan Gosling was an absolute, in caps, liability at corner in Remember the Titans. It was corner. It was not wide receiver. You are absolutely right, sir. So Do better, George. Excellent point, though. He was a liability. He really was. So, um, I don't know. I, I mean, Yeah, I guess. I mean, listen, you have to KYP, know your personnel. If you know your wife... Or your significant other right, can get a little jealous, then just don't do those things and don't say those things in front of her. What about like that. sleeping in the same hotel room? I feel like Though, I mean, that is uh, Wait, no, that's, no. that's definitely Wait, I, yeah. I would never Wait. sleep in the same hotel room yeah. as a colleague. Yeah. Wait, I don't what? even like to sleep in the same hotel room as a male colleague. Right. right. That's, I'm getting that's my own hotel room, Jack. That's how this works. Wait a second. You mean to tell me you and your colleague, you're a dude, she's a chick and you guys share a hotel room? Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, That's I'm not even sharing a room with you. No, Cappy. definitely not. Now, when I was younger and I was more of like a, you know, I was thinking like more like I, I can handle this. this is like college, I, no I, big deal. I, I'll I'll give you an example. I have a buddy. Um, they a couple of years ago we went to like a college football game with a bunch of my buddies, and one of my buddies who works in the hotel industry is like, oh yeah, we'll just you know because they were gonna do like a big fantasy football draft thing with his like buddies. He's like, yeah yeah, we'll just get like a huge suite and a bunch of everybody's gonna be in one room, and I was like. Nah, bro. If you, I'll pay for my own room. I'm good. Just like if you want to get me the discount that you can get, that's cool. But I'm gonna get my own room. He's like, for real? I'm like, yeah. I'm not. I'm forty something years old, bro. I'm not sleeping with a bunch of dudes. I actually have a weird situation coming up next weekend. I should probably run this guy by you guys before I do this. Okay, let's do that on the other side because Blake is going to join us, and we always run late with Blake, and we're already kind of late for Blake. Yeah. So how about we do me. that later? Okay. Right, I'm gonna write this down because I should probably write run it down, this by please. You guys. All right. Dodger baseball with our boy Blake Harris. Normally on Thursdays, but because we were on remote, we had to do it um, today. But we're always happy to have him. By the way, Radio Tinder is always brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Blake Harris next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I mean, Brittany, I just hope she's okay. I just want to make sure she's all good, you know? But 
We'll get to the conversation about what happened at your dinner then, uh, Lindsay, later. Also, Cappy, apparently, some story, hopefully he wrote down. But did, speaking of stories... By, by the way, Ryan Reynolds Ca- is the actor, apparently, that we were trying to come up with, who should play Tom Brady. That's happening oh, in the I mean, Ryan Trust. Okay, there you go. Um, did you write the thing down? I did. Wrote it down. Got okay. it right here. All right. All right. Uh, Blake Harris is going to join us. Cappy, you got to be excited because I know you're big on Coach Prime. Do you see that Dave Roberts took a picture in Colorado garb recently? Well, you know, the Dodgers did what they do at the end of the year where they put on costumes and everybody on the team's got a costume on. And uh, Doc decided to throw down the Coach Prime costume. So he mm-hmm. had on the, uh, the cowboy hat, the white cowboy hat, the white Colorado shirt, the, uh, the blenders, the glasses. And uh, the whistle. So, yeah, I thought Dave Roberts as Coach Prime was a pretty good costume. Yeah, there you go. Maybe now, Blake, do. did, you like, did you like the Dave Roberts uh, Coach Prime costume? Now, in, in, apropos, because they were also in Colorado, for that matter. Yeah, not only did I like Dave going as Coach Prime, I liked that the entire coaching staff was the Colorado coaching staff, except Mark Pryor when is Lincoln Riley. So there's like a photo of an entire right, Colorado USC. coaching yeah. staff. And all the way at the very end, you got Mark Pryor dressed as Lincoln Riley. So I thought that was great. That is, that great. is pretty now, cool. Now, Blake, let me ask you this. Now, I know it's only Colorado, okay? But I thought the young guys pitched pretty damn well. Yeah, I know a lot of people are saying you're playing against the Rockies. We're not going to read too much into this. But pitching at Coors Field is the hardest place to pitch. I mean, even Clayton Kershaw, he has like an ERA of nearly five in his career at Coors Field. And all three rookies went out and completely shoved. It was probably the best outing of Bobby Miller's career, the best outing of Emmett Sheehan's career, and the best outing of Ryan Pepio's career. These three rookies, who the Dodgers are probably going to have to rely on a lot of in October, they're starting to turn a corner and look like they're actually reliable pieces for the Dodgers. So, again, I get it's the Rockies, but... Doing that at Coors Field, that is probably something that not a lot of rookies have done in uh, years past. So well done by those three. Yeah, and you know what, Blake? It's like the question that everybody has as the Dodgers head towards the postseason is how will the pitching staff shake out? And honestly, at this point, based on the way the season has gone, you might as well just throw these guys out there. I mean, Bobby Miller, to me, is like your game one starter if if you're just looking at the year that he had. Um. So I don't know how you feel about it. How do you think that the pitching staff will actually shake out going into the postseason? I mean, it's crazy because just a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, we were all questioning, wondering what, what is going to happen with this starting rotation. And now these are three reliable guys for the Dodgers. And you can make the case maybe Clayton Kershaw is the Dodgers' number four at this point because he's dealing with a little bit of injury. So, yeah, all three of these guys, probably Bobby Miller is the guy I trust the most because he's been so reliable pretty much going back since May. But, yeah, at this point, I think these three rookies have done more than enough to prove they're capable of being reliable guys in that starting rotation for the Dodgers as the playoffs start in a couple weeks. So what do you think is actually going to happen, though? <laughs> that's, that's, a great, that's a great question. I don't know. I, I think Clayton Kershaw probably is going to be the, the game one starter for the Dodgers. I think Bobby Miller is going to be the game two starter. And after that, I think that's when things get a little bit tricky because they have so many options. Obviously, those rookies we've talked about, Ryan Yarbrough, a guy that has the ability to give you length, and the Dodgers really need a lefty. So I think we know who's starting game one and two for the Dodgers and how they shake things up for games three or four. And a name I didn't even mention is Lance Lynn, who these last three or four starts has really kind of turned a corner and looked like a really solid pitcher. He hasn't even been thrown into the mix that we've been talking about. So 
I think games one and two, there's the easy call. Games three and four, uh, the Dodgers, they're going to have to get creative. But the good thing is they have plenty of options at this point. I wouldn't give up on Lance Lynn yet. I'll tell you that because here's the thing. We're talking about these three young guys uh, between Sheehan, Pepio, and Miller. And I feel really good about Miller because he's had practically the whole year. But the one thing about Lance Lynn is that's a guy who's in his mid to late 30s. Is a guy who's been around. Um, this is a guy who you can count on to at least go out there and be a pro's pro as opposed to a young kid who maybe gets overwhelmed by the moment. And even though he gives up a lot of home runs, I kind of still would take my chance with Lance Lynn to start one of these games. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with Lance Lynn. There, there's two outcomes with him. Either he takes them out and gives you seven strong innings, allows maybe one or two runs, racks up like ten strikeouts, or the other outcome where he doesn't even make it out of the fourth inning because he allows five or six home runs. So you're flipping a coin. If I'm the Dodgers, if you're up 2-0 in a series, I got no problem throwing out Lance Lynn because, like I said, there is that chance that he gives you that quality start. There is the chance that he blows it up. But if you're up 2-1 in the series, I think the Dodgers can afford that. If it's like a 1-1 series or the Dodgers are trailing, I would not want Lance Lynn anywhere near the mound. So I think maybe the Dodgers will kind of shift the rotation based on how the series plays out because, again, no one offers more upside in the rotation than Lance Lynn. But like I said, nobody offers a greater chance of things falling apart in just a couple innings. Well, here's the thing, Blake, and Blake Harris, our Dodger insider, is here. You can follow his work on his Substack, the Blake Harris Substack. Uh, Inside the Ravine is his podcast. And uh, follow him on Twitter, at Blake H. Harris. So which of the teams, because the National League is all jumbled up here, and it's going to be an interesting weekend to see who the Dodgers could eventually face, right, out of the wild card round. But if you're looking and trying to kind of handicap the wild card round, who are the team, I guess rank the teams, right, that they could potentially see and who you'd like to see the most, who you'd like to see the least? Yeah, so it pretty much looks like based on how things are going to shape out, it's going to be the Brewers facing off whoever they play in the wild card round, and that's who the Dodgers are going to face. I know a lot of people are talking about not wanting to face the Phillies, but this is a good Brewers team that has probably one of the best starting rotations in all of baseball. It's just their offense that's a little questionable. After that, it's probably going to be the D-backs or Marlins, so I wouldn't be too concerned there. So I'm just going to go with the Brewers, D-backs, Marlins. Give me the Marlins. They have a lot of injuries. I think that would be the best matchup for the Dodgers. I'll put the D-backs at two because the Dodgers have fared well against them uh, this season. And the team, again, anything can happen in a five-game series, but Dodgers fans should be rooting against the Brewers because that's a starting rotation. If they're clicking, uh, the Dodgers offense could be in some serious trouble. Hey, by the way, speaking of uh, getting towards the postseason into the wild card, did you guys see what happened last night between the Marlins and the Mets? And how there was oh, this the, massive uh, the, rain the delay. It, right. it's, by the way, this is not the first time it's happened between those two teams. Actually, I think multiple times there were times. But I love the video of the Marlins manager, and he's out in the field, and he's kind of going at it with the Mets field crew guy. And the Marlins manager is pointing his fingers like, I'm going to beat up the grounds crew guy. It's like one thing if you're going after a player or another manager, another guy in uniform. The Marlins manager wanted to fight. The Mets ground screw guy. Right, because this, it's, it's it's happened more than once with them and this team. Like, it's just like, seriously, how many times are you going to screw this thing up if you're right. that? At first, they it was, I think earlier this week, it was, they didn't put the tarp on, so the field was super soggy and soapy and, and soggy. 
Um, and then this time they put the tarp on, but it was like, I, I forgot the, the details of it, but they put the tarp on or it didn't work out well the way they put the tarp on. Well, it was, it's been a disaster. But the Marlins made this comeback and they had the lead and there was only... And by the way, I don't even care about the Marlins, but no, I think right. it's funny that it's happened between those two well, teams multiple times in it, a week. It's gamesmanship in some ways, right? Like the Mets are like, hey, we're not here to help you guys. We can sit at this thing out. Our season's over. We don't need to do this for you guys. And now the Marlins got to go to Pittsburgh, play three games, and it is conceivable they could... Might, they might have to fly back to New York to go play three outs. Ha- no, a half an inning. Right, yeah, right. exactly. So that was pretty crazy. I, seeing a manager wanting to fight a ground screw guy was pretty funny. I haven't really seen that. I agree. I agree. I love Skip Schumacher. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny last night. I mean, that that's all. I mean, you basically stumped Blake there. I mean, just I know, right? I agree. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that is true. I'll give you guys credit, and I don't like to normally do this, and I'll give it more to Blake Who's than us? I will to George. I, oh. You two guys, but more to Blake oh. than to you. Um, I never really thought Arizona would be in this position, and the way they got off Wait to the start. Wait a second. Why more to Blake and me? I'm the one that said to Blake, Blake, I think they're going to be good. Do you think they're going to be good? And he's like, yeah, I agree. They're going to be good. And I feel like it was more yeah. Blake. I think he went the opposite direction. I don't think he got that right. Nonetheless, nonetheless, pretty surprised Arizona's really here, to be honest. Now, th- this is what it is, George. It's that photo of uh, Dwayne Wade throwing up that alley-oop to LeBron, where I'm Dwayne Wade you know, bringing up the thing, but you're LeBron slamming it home, uh, backing it up with all your info. So I remember, yeah, back at the beginning of the season, you were leading the charge. I just came in, I said, I agree with you, and I, I gave my reasoning. But, yeah, I think George was the first one beating that drum with Arizona. But I, I, I didn't think they'd be good this year. Next year was when I was predicting they were going to be a threat, but, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with the D-backs this if, season. If you want your, to know if your team, your young team, is going to be good, just talk to me. Last year I said the Orioles would be above <laughs> 500, and I said this year they're going to they're have a chance to win the division, and that's happened. And then I, I mentioned that the Diamondbacks would be in there. And I even, even with the caveat, Blake, you may remember I said – Chances are, because they're a young team, they'll fade out of the division lead, but they'll still be in that mix for a playoff spot. And here we are. You know what? I, I should just take these things to Vegas every week. That's what I should be doing. You really should be. I mean, because you would have won some money if you uh, would have put on the D-backs to make the playoffs at the beginning of the season. Cause the oh, my God. They had to have been at least, like, what, 2,000 to 1 or something? Come on, ridiculous. George. Like, you're at the I, Summer League. You should have done this. You should have put should, your money well, where your in, mouth in was. In Summer League, they, they're, they're, their chances were way worse because they, uh, they were already pretty good by then. Hmm. All right. Well, listen, you if you had Baltimore the year before and you had Arizona this year and you want all that credit, you got to start putting your money down, buddy. All right. I'm going to start figuring out who next year's young team is going to be. Yeah, let us know, will you? Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Blake, you got anything else for us before we go? Wait, hold on. Before he goes, hey, listen, Blake, put on your college football hat. Tomorrow, USC, 21.5-point favorites over Colorado. I, I don't know if I really want to lay the 21.5 points. What would you do? The half. That hook yeah, is dangerous. That That's a tough one, and I know a lot of people are probably off Colorado, but this is a USC team. Their defense is atrocious. My yeah. Arizona State Sun Devils somehow managed to put 28 points against them last week. So I think USC is going to win the game, but – 21. I mean, I don't know if they can hold Colorado to under 40 points. USC might score 70 tomorrow, but uh, I think Colorado, uh, they're going to give them a run for their money. I think it's going to be a closer game than people are expecting. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Blake. I think that Colorado's going to be able to score. Colorado's offensive line is terrible, though. Shadour has been sacked <laughs> yeah. and hit more than anyone. So, um, anyway, really did you have any of my Louisville... Do you have any of my Louisville highlights on uh, your Harris highlights? Or no, there was a lot of, a lot of big plays in that game last week. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I didn't know you were on the call for that game, George. So I could go uh, back, put together a little George Sedano Harris highlight reel uh, if need be. But Louisville, I mean, there was legitimately like five touch. There were like five touchdowns of like thirty or forty yards in the air or whatever in that game. It was crazy. 
Yeah, that was that was a good one. Jack Plummer was looking good last week, but not looking so not great so tonight. good tonight. Yeah, not so good tonight. Yeah, NC State got the bone, the turnover bone, as Cappy and I talked about. <laughs> we we thought it might have been something else for a second, or at least I did. So. Uh, all right, you sure oh did. You, oh yeah. boy, George I was scared. The, George thought they went to the adult store before I the game. I was like, "What did, did somebody throw that on the field? What is that that they've got there?" Um, all right, Blake Harris. Follow oh him on Twitter at Blake H Harris. Subscribe to the Substack. He's doing the Lord's work there when it comes to the Dodgers. And inside the ravine is the podcast. Blake, we love you, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, love you guys. And in the circle of trust, Troy Lake said, uh, "Blake, talk about this upcoming loss of fantasy football," but. He managed to leave out that I'm currently undefeated in the Circle of Trust Fantasy Football League. So, Troy Lake, uh, you're not undefeated. I am. Ooh. Take that. Way to leave it there. There you go. Uh, All right, Blake. See you later. Later, guys. Balake. Yeah. Uh, One of the friends of the program as well.